Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Psychic Waves, and welcome to the 12th episode on Inflow Radio. My special guest star surfer today is medium, clairvoyant, psychic healer, and hypnotherapist, Lindy Cowling. Lindy Cowling is from the UK, and we're going to talk about all sorts of things like soulmates, and twin flames, and templates, and catalysts, and partnering up, and what to do about it, and What's up with relationships and spirituality anyway? So you can find out more about Lindy and her work on YouTube. And certainly uh, you can go to lindycowling.co.uk. It's L-I-N-D-Y-C-O-W-L-I-N-G.co.uk. So we got a lot to cover in this episode. And uh, Lindy and I have uh, been working behind the scenes now for a long time. We've been interviewing each other, I think, for a long time. And uh, we've both taken classes the same year at Arthur Finley College of Psychic Sciences in the UK. And uh, we have lots of other things in common. I think our grandmother's names are both Rose. <laughs> so we have lots of wild things to talk about today. So welcome, Lindy. Hello, Christina. Thank you so much for having me back on your show again. And uh, Happy New Year to you and your listeners. Oh, my God. Happy New Year to you, too. I can't believe it's 2019. Thank God. So <laughs> what waves are you surfing today? Well, 2019, pretty much, I would say, uh, in some ways, a small continuation of the ending of 2018. So it's a year, I feel, of closure for a lot of people. It's the ending of the beginning. So what I mean by that is we are at kind of an optimal point in history for the raising of human consciousness from their uh, yeah. minds running the show kind of into their heart portal really so this kind of year is is pivotal for a lot of people because it's a year of inner change you know potentially leading to that outer change so although it may seem like we're being lulled into a slow beginning I do feel as this kind of month goes on and as this year goes on rapid internal and external change we're going to see I think across the planet and for people individually yeah I think so too I think uh, we can't be fooled into thinking that nothing's gonna change this year because I think we're already seeing little pieces of that sort of bubble up so you know we've talked a lot of times about sort of this twin flame energy and I kind of like to ask you since you counsel folks in this area this topic uh, quite a bit what is the current thinking out there of sort of uh, this twin flame or soulmate kind of consciousness like where are we well, it's been a fantastic arena to work in, and it's an arena I've been working in now really pretty much since 2010. So this is year nine for me. 
and it's changed significantly. So for me, I think it's very exciting because the way I work in it is all, of course, energy related. And so the fastest ways that we are seeing human development and human development of consciousness, the raising of consciousness into the heart is through human interaction and human relationships so a lot of ways that people wake up and go through an awakening process is by meeting other people and they might be a catalyst for change they might be a soul connection they might be a spiritual connection they might be matching consciousness they might be an ascensionary soulmate they could be a twin flame Uh, They could be a spiritual catalyst. They could be a karmic connection. And we're seeing massive, massive changes in that whole arena now because basically it's almost as if uh, spirit per se is using the facility, the tools of human connection, human relationships to really waken people up into their heart portal. And what I mean by that is for them literally coming online internally to their own selves, to who they are, minus their belief systems and cultures and upbringings, you know, minus their uh, inner judgments, their inner emotions, minus their negative programming and actually waking up and reassessing their lives, where they are, where they're going, and really coming into their authentic self. So it's huge to see because most people tend to feel that when they're connecting with someone, it's it's about the romantic side of it. And of course, that can be at the heart of any connection. But the bigger picture is now relationships are being used by spirit to facilitate massive awakening in consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this quite a bit. And I guess the easiest way to wake up the planet is to have everybody fall in love in some way (laughs) or think that. (laughs) And, you know, you people are brave in that, in that environment. They are very creative uh, they definitely do things they may not have ever thought they could do. Um, they really kind of expand themselves, and uh, they're certainly learning about whoever the other sort of partner or uh, person in that equation is. So, so yeah, it seems like it's a lot easier to be in relationships in 2019. I know that you're just started, but it seems a little bit easier than uh, a couple of years back. And, well, uh, definitely, it's it's definitely changed. It's changed beyond all recognition, and and it's going to continue to do so. And the ultimate result, really, uh, there's kind of prediction here uh, for you is that within the next thirty to thirty five years, the whole paradigm of relationships, human relationships, will be unrecognizable because it will be very much on resident resonant energy matches. Uh, you know actual compatibility in terms of vibration and frequency it won't uh, be on the old paradigm so it won't be on the old boy meets girl or girl meets girl or boy meets boy and chemistry uh, and attraction that way it will be 
the consciousness connection first and everything else coming secondary. So it will be a whole flip to the way that we have been connecting with people. And that's happening so, so fast now. And it's really exciting to see, you know, we thought it was coming and we were predicting it was coming way back in 2013, 2014, but it's actually here now. Um, There's evidence of it every day of the week, especially in the work I do. You know, I'm seeing it all over the planet, which is, it's terribly, terribly exciting. It's, It's a complete rewrite to connection and the connection to ourselves that we learn about through connecting and awakening with others in this way. Yeah, I think there's kind of a new uh, way to be friends with people, just at the very basic sort of human interaction sort of level, um, where it is kind of what you're saying, where you're kind of matching in in a vibration or a, fre- a frequency, and then you guys go off and do stuff. And maybe it's just always going to lunch with that person, or maybe it's something to do with work or some creative project. But um, it could be a very small thing that you're kind of hanging out with this person with, and yet it can mean so much more to you personally than maybe it, the same sort of interaction would have uh, meant maybe 20 years ago. It just seems like there's so much more um, uh, God, energy behind all of it. Like you really feel Absolutely. like, wow, we just moved the whole planet around, but we just went to lunch. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It would seem on, it seem on the surface as if things were being done in, in a conventional way. And yet the first thing people will say to me or feedback to me is, this is nothing like I've ever experienced before, or I feel like I've known this person all my life, or I've got, it's like we're the same person, or it's like we're mirrors for one another. And suddenly... My whole perception of the world has changed and I feel different. I look different. I feel healthier. I feel lighter. I've made great life changes all as a result of each other, really, one another acting as catalysts for one another. And of course, it spreads like, you know, like a literally, you know, like wildfire in a way, actually. Uh, once that ignition has taken place in one, you know, it knocks onto the person they're interacting with in their family, in their village, their town, uh, their country, and then it goes out to the collective. So it's it's a really fast-paced kind of change that we're seeing. So on a basic level, people will look at it like, um, I want to fall in love with somebody, I hope to meet someone and fall in love. And of course, that is happening But on a bigger level, that is just one part of what's going on. There is a massive awakening process and a massive raising of consciousness. And it's almost like on a soul level, uh, people are using that as a trampoline in Mm -hmm. which to expand from. And it doesn't have to be just in the romantic arena. Like you say, it could be in friendships changing significantly or new friends, new people coming in the way you work, how you work, and, you know, ultimately the whole way that you kind of conduct your life. So it's all happening quite naturally. People aren't having to strive towards it or study or, you know, sit and meditate on it. It's actually happening spontaneously en masse all over. Um, And it's, yeah, it's really, really exciting to see. As the generations come up, uh, the younger generations come up, you know, within so many years, they won't go through the evolutionary process in the same way. They will already come in conscious and from the heart 
So they will connect and interact only from that state of consciousness and the heart. At the moment, in our generation, we are going through a process of transformation to do it. So we've gone the long way round, but that will there will be no long way round come 30, 35 years. Yeah. Pretty much everyone's going to be conscious and connecting that way. So tell me about um, the heart space and how you work kind of with that. Uh, that energy in the heart. I think you've done a lot uh, of work in that area with clients. Yeah, I mean, in the years before I knew what it was to be in the heart, I had, because uh, I've been working in the uh, energy arena for nearly 20 years now and came from a long background of it as well. Um, I, I used to hear the expression, you know, unconditional love and the heart. And I used to, it just used to, vaguely register and I used to think oh yeah that's loving everybody and I thought no more about it and then I went through a massive evolutionary process through meeting um, a direct mirror or you could say same soul aspect or uh, that kind of thing spiritual catalysts uh, Mm -hmm. soul connections a series of things that happened that really gave me a massive wake-up call and actually bounced me out of programmed consciousness and out of my beliefs and patterns and straight into my heart portal. So everybody has a metaphysical heart portal and it's something like 50,000 times greater energy than the rest of the human energy field. And what that does is it changes your whole life and it changes everything because it changes your perception of the world and who you are. It changes the amount of Uh, energy you have in terms of your frequency and vibration, the decisions you make, and ultimately it leads you to be a co-creator in your own life, which means that you're not positively manifesting in your own life. You're an octave higher than that. You're creating your reality as you're stepping into it like a a co-creator. So you create from the portal of the heart. So that's another massive, massive part of it is that you can create your reality from a frequency of like joy or a frequency of what we could say is divine love from that portal of your heart as well. So not only are you you living from the heart in every sense of the of the word, being true to yourself, uh, being authentic. But you are creating from there, which is not only wonderful for you and everyone around you, but that frequency and vibration you're putting out helps the collective. It's like a a sound that a dolphin or whale would make. Uh, It goes beyond the level of hearing. It's a sound, a universal sound that others can pick up on. And it also encourages them to kind of wake up and come into their heart and start to make choices from there and it's it's a beautiful place to be because ultimately it's it's so gentle and peaceful and compassionate and loving but it's also about the truth and about creation and about living in a your own inner and outer world on an earth that everybody benefits from you know no longer this polarization and you know yeah. negativity but a, ultimately a better place to live that's internally and externally yeah, that's beautifully said. Yeah, it's like you get to create the energy before you create the thing that you want. Um, exactly. You have to be in the energy before maybe the physical manifestation of it 
might arrive. That's a, that's a great way of putting it because I actually teach people when they say to me, the most common thing people say to me is they're going through a transformational process and they don't know what to do next because they know the old is the old them is ending, but they can't see yet what comes next because they haven't formed it and they're not quite in the the let's say, the vibration to form it. So I teach them to play with what I call the ball of creation. And I tell them that it's a huge, great ball about the size of a boulder. Mm -hmm. And I say, you can put anything into it, like a cosmic cake. You can throw any ingredients into it. And even if you don't have the specifics, and actually it's better if you don't have the specifics, Mm -hmm. because then your mind drops the vibration. Just put the feelings in that you want, you know, a joyful life, a joyful relationship, a loving life, um, a a job that you can express yourself, um, uh, life experiences that are joyful and loving, feeling healthy and vibrant, and these kind of ingredients into it and just start to play with the ball of creation, you know, every day for five or 10 minutes, you know, for so many weeks, start getting used to playing with the creation because, of course, that's what comes first And what humans tend to do is they get very specific on things very quickly and then their brain gets involved. So they get like, I want this kind of car. I want to meet this kind of person. I want to be in this kind of house. And immediately they've dropped the frequency immediately. It's no longer creation. That's positive thinking. That's manifestation, which is semi-successful but it will never be the same as creation, which is unstoppable when it's coming from the heart. It's an octave higher in frequency. So I teach people when they don't know what comes next, but yet they, they feel and know something is to play with the ball of creation. I just say, just get all the feelings going and the excitement and just throw the ingredients in and then, you know, enjoy, enjoy that part of it as it comes into actual physical kind of fruition. Don't lock it down to the logistics. Just keep it in that energy of play, in the energy of joy, that loving vibration and kind of excitement, really. Um, and that's what they do. And, it's, and it works really, really well. Yeah, my gosh. Doing it right now as you're talking. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about uh, sort of that heart space. And do you imagine that energy like emitting from the the actual heart space? Or um, is it something much bigger than that? So um, emitting the energy from the heart space is an absolutely brilliant place to start. And I, again, teach people and actually do this myself. So the YouTube channel I have is an experiential channel, which means I only talk, teach, share about things that I've experienced personally and gone through yep. that process or worked with clients professionally. So I, I teach them and talk about when you're doing anything like creation, uh, that kind of thing, and connecting from that level, awakening or ascending in the human body. So ascending, descending your consciousness down from the brain into the heart, the rungs of consciousness in the heart, that you anchor uh, from there. So when I'm doing anything to do with the heart, the metaphysical heart, I always teach people to put their hand over that area just to to bring their consciousness to there and to, to send the feelings, those P 
peaceful, loving, happy, childlike, joyful feelings in the direction of the ball of creation. Or you can send it into the direction of, let's say, uh, your own energy field, your aura, your etheric body. Uh, You can send it from the heart portal to actually your physical body. Say you are suffering with something um, illness-wise, you can start sending your heart energy towards it, which is, uh, like I said, it's a pure joyful, loving frequency. It's the highest frequency we as humans can live at, not just emit, but actually live at. And so it all centers around there and it gets people in the habit of getting used to, you know, using their metaphysical heart in that way. So it's a great way of like doing that is to put your heart, you know, your hand over that metaphysical heart area, which of course the metaphysical heart is around, you know, uh, that same area as the physical heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the important vibration here, most people think it's love, but actually the highest vibration you can create from in there is joy, childlike joy. Like, and so I, if people ask me how to do that, I get them to go into a memory, either a happy childlike or real childhood memory of excitement and joy and bliss. And if they can't access one because they've had a troubled childhood or they just can't think back that far, then we create one. We create a beautiful childlike memory. So one I use is an actual real memory for me um, of on the beach uh, when I was about 12 uh, in Cornwall in the west of England. Uh, boiling hot weather, beautiful, running around, happy, doing cartwheels, handstands, rock pulls. I like the, you know, it's going to go on forever. The energy of the sea, the energy of nature, feeling really excited, not caring the world. And I use that one and I send that to where I want to send it. So I send it to where I want to send it um, in my body or to my energy field or into the ball of creation. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you can send that out to the world. If you're concerned about family members or friends or a part of the world or something that's happening, you can send the heart energy out towards that. Um, It's beautiful energy. It's totally pure. And there's a fail safe. You know, you can't misuse heart energy. You can't even get there. Your frequency is too low to get there if there's a malevolent intent. So it's a win-win. It's a beautiful energy. And as people get used to using it, they start to embody it. And in the end, that doesn't switch off. It's not something they have to access now and again. They are the embodiment of it 24-7. And you can see the people that are. I mean, they radiate, they glow, uh, they light up. Uh, they've just got this persona about them and it's because their inner fire or their inner flame from the heart is switched up full. You know, it's not just ticking over quietly in the background, it's switched up full. And uh, it's wonderful to be around people like that, you know, and to see it. And that's ultimately, you know, what we're shooting for here. Uh, In the end, within, I, I keep going back to 30 or 35 years, we expect to see the mass population on this planet radiating in that way, creating in that way, living in that way, embodying in that way, and all the generations that are coming in, living from there immediately. They're not having to transform into it. They're just wired that way. They've got those templates of consciousness because all the people here that are doing it now 
are handing that down to those that are coming next. So as those come in, ready to go, you know, not having to transform, they just align with those templates that are already here. And it just makes it so much easier for everyone. You know, everybody's in alignment with this. So some people would call that the new earth. A lot of people refer to it as that. I don't particularly resonate with that um, way of calling it, but we are talking about a similar thing. Uh, We're talking about the times that are coming when things are going to be very different here. And it isn't really a fairy tale or a pipe dream. This is becoming a reality. I am seeing these changes on a daily basis with the people I'm working with, you know, all over the world. And I'm very evidential. I may work metaphysically, but I am very much evidential as well. I like to see the proof and the backup and I'm seeing it every day of the week it's happening it's happening in human consciousness now and we are going to see the end results of that in the years ahead yeah it seems like um folks i just hear stories from the people around me that they um really only want to gravitate towards you know certain groups of people like they're making decisions differently about sort of who they're hanging out with um, and that's kind of a conversation I don't think we've really had openly with other people around us. Um, and it's not coming with like a whole bunch of judgment, like, oh, I can't stand those people. It's not like that. It's more like, you know, I really like spending time with those other people, you know, whoever they are. And it's kind of like we're naturally, uh, like you say, sort of finding the frequencies that work best with ourselves, kind of what's going on with us. Exactly. And, you know, like before, we might not be entirely in sync or on the same wavelength, literally, or the same wavelength as someone, but that actually be um, manageable or, let's say, tolerable. But it's interesting now when you are on a completely different wave band, it, it, it becomes quite a strain in a way to interact with someone that that sees the world and their own inner world is very different to yours so there's no judgment in that because all our own inner worlds you know are changing yeah but it's a question of it's almost like we're all helping each other and we're all at different stages of it and we're all going through different parts of perception and there are extreme examples of it you know there might be people in your life that you just totally don't resonate with anymore. And that can be a big shock, especially if they're family members or people that used to be close friends. But it is part of it as your perception and consciousness changes. You're going to go slightly out of sync with people that you were in sync with. And some you will stay a perfect match to. And they will actually change and fluctuate alongside you. And they will still change, but you'll still keep pace with one another and it's nothing really to be afraid of uh, where we get caught up because we're human. We, we always get caught in our pain body on it and we think things should be a certain way and we get caught yeah. up with guilt and we everything get, else. You know? Yeah. Guilt, separation. We think it's a conflict, you know, yes. and yet at the same time, it's like, Oh, I really see that you, you know, like to enjoy things a, a certain way, but I like to enjoy things like that look different. And feel different, and I don't know. It's a, it's just in a different area. It's over there. 
So yes. it seems yes. like there's really, we're getting to an energy on the planet where there's not the conflict of like, oh God, you're like that. <laughs> now I can't talk to you anymore. It's not so, uh, it's not the guillotine anymore. It's more like, oh, I get it. That's what you're, you're interested in or, this is how you like to express yourself. That's that's awesome. See you later. Exactly. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> I, I need to go over here now. Like it's not yeah. it's not the conflict. And I think uh, I I know in my own life I have to sort of kind of work on that space. Like oh yeah, like I don't have to do that thing I used to do of I don't know making it really wrong uh, to just have different points of view. It's okay. And it's a, it's a very strange thing when you go through that part of the process because I remember when I did as well and I had all sorts of kind of conflicting feelings about it and feeling like guilty and, and then I went past all of that stage and you get to a point within you where you actually physically cannot not be who you truly are anymore. And so you're doing it in a very peaceful, loving quiet way and yet you can't actually compromise yourself so what I mean by that is it's not that you can't compromise so much with others but you can't do it if it means compromising yourself or who you are or your own truth or authenticity so you can't physically make yourself do it and I remember I can't remember what day of the week or time it was but I remember when it happened and there was no going back from that and it didn't mean conflict or confrontation it just meant I couldn't do that anymore because it it meant I couldn't be who I was and this is all part of this process it's the freedom to be and express who you are within yourself and within the world and not meaning that you have to go into a boxing ring or a conflict to have to do it. It's just it's just doing it. And you, in the end, you can't do anything but be yourself. And, of course, that's all part of it. Again, it's all part of the – that's what we mean when we say, you know, being authentic. Yeah. Your authentic heart, you know, your conscious heart. It's what it is to be conscious. You're then making decisions and living and having relationships and, you know, having adventures from your conscious heart decisions, no longer what you think you should be doing yeah. or are being forced to do, uh, you know, this kind of thing anymore, a program to do. It's it's clear clarity from that loving, joyful space, which sounds, you know, in some ways, you know, quite crazy. And yet, you know, it's happening to me. It's been happening to me for a number of years it's been happening to you, you know, we're seeing on mass all over the planet evidence of it. And it's, it's going to be a very different kind of world, I think that a lot of us are in, and particularly, you know, the children and grandchildren are going to be in it's, it's the world that we all wanted, really, uh, at (laughs) last, you know, coming alive, in its true sense. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about frequency and magnetism and your old friend, hypnosis. Hi, this is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, 
on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves. And check out the archives on inflowradio.com. Hey, I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, we're back. This is Christy Walsh from Surfing the Psychic Waves, and joining me today is my special guest star surfer, Lindy Cowling. She's a medium, clairvoyant, psychic, healer, and hypnotherapist. And Lindy and I talk about all sorts of things for many years now, and uh, she's back on air with me. So, Lindy, welcome back. Thank you, Christina. I'm looking forward to the second half of the show. I know, we're like totally laughing already. So <laughs> I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you got into the hypnotherapy. And, uh, you know, I think you have a grandmother that has a background in mediumship and did all this stuff out here in California. Um, maybe you could remind me about all that again. Okay, so I made a decision very early on in my life, despite my interest in the paranormal and the stars and star beings <laughs> and extraterrestrials, that I was never going to work in that or go into that. And I do come from a family where my uh, mother was a medium clairvoyant healer and my grandmother was very well known in the United States and actually all over the world, but particularly in the United States and England, uh, Rose Gladden. So she was the first healer in the world to show at uh, Stanford and UCLA that she could alter the molecular structure of water in sealed test tubes. And she was the first healer in the world to be wired up to Dr. Maxwell Cade's uh, mind mirror which measured the brain waves and consciousness of a client or a patient with the healer and showed that as the healer channeled energy, they could bring the patient or client's brain waves into alignment with the healer so that the transference, the channeled energy through the healer, the healing could take place. So I came from that background, but I made a decision very early on. I was never going to go down that route despite having those abilities and pretty much ignored it since I was in my 30s. And then I had a dream one night and the dream had uh, certain initials in them. And uh, I woke up the next day and I thought, is this a dream to do with a friend I used to have at primary school in, you know, first grade? Uh, Because it happened to be her surname. And I'd got mixed messages because it wasn't about her. I got in touch with her after not, you know, being in touch with her for a long, long time, you know, years since we'd left school. She was fine. Um, And I had the dream again. And uh, I opened the newspaper the next morning after having the dream a second time. And it was the uh, initials of hypnotherapy training school. And I felt really excited because I'd been watching people like Paul McKellar on television. Uh, uh, Hypnotherapist, he is absolutely fantastic. But he was using hypnotherapy for entertainment as well as for clients. And uh, he does NLP and everything. So I was really excited. I'd always watched him and thought, God, I wish I could do that. 
And before I knew it, I had enrolled to train in uh, hypnotherapy. I'm going back nearly 20 years now. Yeah. In training, the second I started training, I, I opened up significantly psychically. Uh, when I was being taught the hypnotherapy, I was seeing my uh, clients that I was working with and the people we were practicing on, um, their past lives, I was seeing them morph to different uh, aspects of them, realities, different lives, different timelines. And at first it frightened me and I thought, why can't anybody else see this? And I, it was actually my mother I asked and I said, what's going on? And she said, well, Lindy, you're a natural medium. You've always been a medium and that's why you can see these kind of things. And so um, I went into practice for myself expecting it to start quietly and it went crazy like within a week, you know, I had plenty of work. I kind of never looked back and a lot of that work I thought was going to be conventional hypnosis and a, mm -hmm. a proportion of it was, but all the time before my clients arrived, I would know what was wrong with them, uh, what drugs they were taking, what they weren't, what the truth of it was behind it before I'd even met them. So I was doing it mediumistically as well. So I decided alongside the conventional hypnotherapy to do past life regression uh all, every time I did a past life regression I would see my clients features change I would know what was happening in their past life before they told me and fed it back to me mm -hmm. uh so then I learned that I could take people into their future future life progression and now years later I realize it's all happening at the same time so past present and future it's all happening in this moment anyway. So I don't even look at past lives and uh, future lives in the same way. Uh, we call them timelines now, yeah. alternate realities or coexisting parallel realities that are all happening at the same time, multidimensionally. So the hypnotherapy was a way of opening me up psychically helping me to help a lot of people over nearly a 20-year period. It's also helped me to be a channel. I can channel easily now because of 20 years working in trance. So the trance mediumship side of it is now natural to me. Channeling is natural to me now. Um, it's helped me help a lot of people, not just conventionally, but because I was able to access them uh, the information on multiple levels, psychically, as well as uh, a conventional hypnotherapist, I could help them on, in many different ways. So it actually um, started my interest in consciousness. And now, nearly 20 years later, I'm absolutely <laughs> passionate about consciousness. And in fact, you know, I have started writing a book on quantum consciousness. So to me, that is everything, raising consciousness, the expansion of consciousness. But it all started with hypnotherapy. So it all started there. And I, of course, I still do the hypnotherapy, but it's it makes me smile. Um, no matter what I'm doing hypnotherapy for, it is never a so-called conventional session. Because if my client comes through the door to give up smoking and they need 10 other things that are also spirit has used as an excuse to get them through the door of smoking but there's other things there with my clients permission I always ask them first and make sure that you know they don't mind and they're open to that that idea of trying it um, we'll cover multiple bases so we'll work on multiple levels again you know anything really spirit using the excuse if that client is ready to kind of wake them up in a gentle way 
to who they truly are again. So it's all been totally interconnected. You know, it's all been a foundation to actually the work that I'm doing now and the work that I, you know, I'm planning to go on to do, which again is all around, it's all around uh, consciousness, all of it. Yeah. So one of the things that we've talked about in the past is ascension and we're not really hearing that word too much lately, but it's kind of what we're talking about when we say consciousness and that uh, what we thought, let's say, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, we've kind of moved through different energies and kind of ascended to this sort of uh, new state um, of uh, relating to the world. And it is an expansion of consciousness. So how do you, how would you describe ascension with the latest things that you've seen with clients? Well, I think, you know, what you've been saying there is a perfect way of describing it. So what it is really, I mean, there's been lots of different ideas placed onto it, you know, including ascending, meaning to leave the human body and to go off planet. But to actually ascend within the human body is is the switching over of your consciousness from the programmed brain to the multidimensional conscious heart so the brain is largely unconscious in most individuals and it's that switch over from the unconscious brain largely uh, doing things automatically largely programmed largely programmed with belief systems uh, not much free will or consciousness in their really conscious thoughts and that switch over into the portal of the metaphysical heart where it's not only that that translates that your thoughts become conscious more and more and more until they become all conscious um, eventually, uh, but that you can, again, create your reality from the heart. So this is all what ascending is. It's the raising of your consciousness into your heart portal, which changes absolutely everything. It changes your inner world, your inner universe and then it changes your outer ones. So the biggest changes we're seeing are internally in people. So I, I work with some people, and, and it's very common for people to say, um, it doesn't seem like much is happening in my outer life, and yet uh, I look at the whole world differently, I feel differently. So much seems to be changing inside me. And of course, it is massive, massive changes are happening internally in people. It it doesn't happen for most people overnight that suddenly uh, their whole inner blueprint or templates come online inside them um, in a different way. It's usually a process that unfolds over a period of years that involves great inner changes and then the outer changes. But I am working with some people now that are already, say, incarnating here or being born here or or have come in already pretty much conscious. Um, I've yet to work with one individual that is absolutely 100% fully conscious. I mean, I'm not fully conscious. I don't know anyone personally or professionally that is 100% fully conscious. I know plenty that are two-thirds of the way there, and their lives are changing beyond recognition, as are they. 
But this is something that is is unfolding over a sequence of stages. So in in a number of ways, and you can see why then that this is showing up in human relationships. I mean, it's inevitable. We we are connecting with people all the time. You know, we're working with people, we're living with people, we're friends with people, we're lovers <laughs> with people, we are, we're in families. It's going to be showing up everywhere. And that's why the, the human relationship paradigm is the most noticeable and fastest place it's showing up in. And it's the fastest way to evolve through it because it's fast when you're doing it solo, if you like, on your own. But if you've got people to bounce it back off of or to mirror or to trigger you um, and to advance your evolution, like spiritual catalysts, soul connections, twin flames, uh, matching consciousness, different connections coming in left right and center sometimes more than one at the same time like I say not all romantically some might be be romantically some might be long term some might be short term but these are all kind of tools and facilities that your own soul and your own spirit is calling in to fast track this process through and we're getting so much help from the other dimensions you know the star being dimensions the elemental dimensions the angelic realms they are all coming from the heart and they are so so willing us and supporting us to also meet them halfway in the heart you know they're trying to bridge that gap from heart to heart and that gap is getting smaller because the more that go into the heart the closer we come to our angelic self our star being self our elemental self we are all part of it and it's a like i say it's an amazing thing to see and it's an amazing thing to witness in people individually but actually on mass it's it's incredible yeah, it's pretty wild to see that there's, you know, many years ago I would have like my angels over there, <laughs> star beings over there, and now it's just all kind of one big giant party. Um, that, that is so true. And, you know, for the, the people that I have worked with and actually met that are involved with uh, vortexes or portals, that are opening up on their property or on certain sites in the world. These portals aren't just uh, one kind of thing, one one kind of star being or all angelic. It is all layers, so it is all of them. It's star being, elemental and angelic. Uh, You know, it's shamanic. It's Mm -hmm. everything, and it's all interconnected. They are just... You can access these frequencies independently. I could work with someone, for example, in the old days on a shamanic level, then with another one on an angelic level, then with another one on a psychic level, then with another one on uh, a star being level. Now we can do it where we can work with all of it at the same time. We can do it all at the same time. And the portals we can access all at the same time. Now, I don't think it's the portals that have changed. I think it's our awareness and perception that has changed Mm -hmm. so that we can see it. We can see that all what we thought were separate frequencies are all one frequency coming from the heart. So if it's coming from the heart, 
it's it's absolutely beautiful it's got that purity yes it is true to say there are energies on planet earth that are coming from the heart so masquerade as something else but where you have your beautiful foul safe is if you are coming from the heart and you are connecting from that frequency that purity then these let's say pure beings that are actually connected to not only connected to us but we are part angelic we are all part shamanic and part elemental and we're all part star seed or star being. They're, they're like brothers and sisters because they are. We, one heart recognize the other, you know, they, yeah. we, we recognize each other and we can all interact with one another and kind of create again from that space. Again, the ultimate, you know, to be living and existing on the world that everybody wants to be living and existing on, you know, so much more balanced, shall we say, and peaceful and loving and more joyful um, and everybody on it, you know, pretty much in their own mastery and in their own energy and making conscious decisions, not just for the best for them, but for the best for everyone. It's a service orientated future that we are creating in this moment which is again amazing to see it actually happening it's no longer a concept it's happening yeah I know I can't believe it (laughs) so (laughs) it just seems like such a long time we have had this conversation uh and yet uh it's finally here so um what about uh the harmonious waves and trying to sort of find your way to harmonious waves when, you know, maybe something really awful is in front of you? Like, how do you sort of manage that space where you can't get to sort of raising your vibration and, um, you know, expanding your heart? Like, what do you do on the days that you can't get there to change? Well, again, what I would say is a, a very big part of the human experience. I mean, and Part of my learning path, as I have been through extraordinary extremes in the human experience, which has been, you know, a lot of it has been traumatic. A lot of it has been suffering one way or another. So I've been there and it helps me to help other people because I have been there. And what I would say is everybody has days where they're in survival mode. and, And I've been in plenty of those, which means that you're not even getting a chance to think straight, you're responding to things that are coming in off the television or in the world picture or in yeah. your own life. And you're, it's like doing, you know, 10 rounds with Muhammad Ali, you know, you get in the boxing <laughs> ring, you're just, you're just defending yourself where you're trying not to throw a punch back and you're trying to do that survival thing. And that's, let's say it's part of the human experience as normal. The worst thing you can do is actually add on to that and judge yourself and think, You know, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. When you have a a moment, shall we say, to literally uh, sit down and have a breather, no matter what's going on in your life. And I appreciate that there are lots of challenges that people can be going through. Like I say, I've been through my fair share myself. Uh, the, the, The clue here, again, is really to actually sit even if it's just for a few moments even if you're running around like a crazy you know headless chicken all day and you haven't had a chance to sit down even if it's just for five minutes before your day starts or five minutes at the end of the day where you can sit down and I mean it it almost sounds like a line from a film really um (laughs) 
taking yourself into that happy place. It reminds me of, uh, I think it was uh, an Adam Sandler film. It's making me laugh. Uh, an Adam Sandler film where he, uh, yeah, yeah. this is I think it's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again think happy go into a happy space uh you can take yourself into this this wonderful happy space put your hands over your heart again if you would say oh my god there's nothing happy in my life at the moment it's awful try and take yourself to a space when it was and if you can't your brain is a fantastic uh, tool to re to imagine it just take yourself into that imaginary space for five minutes what does that do it doesn't switch off the reality that you're experiencing at that moment, it, but it does raise your frequency. So it raises yeah. your frequency, it changes your cells, your perception, and it gives you a calm space within the storm around you. So you may be in the middle of a storm, but you're not the storm, and that storm won't flatten you. You're the eye of the storm. So take yeah. yourself into that peaceful, happy space. Even if it's for five minutes, it will make you feel better. It will raise your vibration and it will give you that inner respite when it seems you can't get it from an outer world. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. Um, I certainly have had to be the eye of the storm over the years. <laughs> uh, I'm Me sure too. many folks out there have, but um, it's good to start off the year with like this one little thing in your back pocket ready to go, just in case. So, Thanks so much for being on the show today. It went so fast. I can't believe it, but our time has just come to an end. Uh, so listeners, stay tuned to Venus Andrick, and we have some mixed traffic following, and uh, we have lots of more new exciting things for you guys to listen to. So thanks so much for surfing the psychic waves with us today, and thank you, Lindy. Thank you so much. Loads of love to you, Christina. Thank you for having me on your show, and loads of love to your listeners. Uh, thank you. For surfing the psychic waves with me today on inflowradio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me surfing the psychic waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves are surfing. This show is brought to you by inflowradio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.